Welcome to this episode of the award-winning Best of the Left podcast. This is a sample of our recent bonus episode. Every couple of weeks or so, our crew of researchers, Amanda and myself, get together for a roundtable discussion. So here's a few minutes for free so you can see what all the fuss is about. We have talked about this recently. I think it was in... um, David Graeber's The Dawn of Everything, where there was a debate between a Native American and a French colonist in the 1600s, I want to say, debating whose society was better and made more sense. And the Frenchman's argument was that, of course, European society was better because we have all these structures that help keep society moving, help keep people doing good you know, police and courts and jails and all those sorts of things. And the native guy's response was, well, you know, of course, you only need all those systems to keep people in line because you have all these other systems like money that uh, encourage people to act badly. And we don't have that. So we don't have people acting nearly as badly (laughs) as you do. (laughs) Therefore, we don't need police and courts and jails. So going back to David Graeber, but this is from a different book. I also read Debt, The First 5,000 Years, and he highlights a couple of stories that that sort of similarly break down differences in culture. So he's, he starts this particular section talking about Nietzsche, and, he, and Nietzsche is describing what was then, but and now, the uh, modern impression of human nature, that we are rational calculating machines that, uh, you know, commercial self-interest comes before society. Society itself is just a way of putting a kind of temporary lid on the resulting conflict, which reminded me of another quote I went to look up. I didn't realize this was Thatcher. I, I think it may have also been a philosopher who talked about the thin crust of order over the fires of human appetite and the lust for naked power. That's how Thatcher phrased it. But of course, that's that's only when you design society incorrectly. And so David Graeber writes about this counterpoint in uh, in this other book, Death the First 5,000 Years. And he says, speaking of an Inuit from Greenland in The Book of the Eskimo, the author tells how one day, after coming home hungry from an unsuccessful walrus hunting expedition, he found one of the successful hunters dropping off several hundred pounds of meat. He thanked him. The man objected indignantly. Up in our country, we are human, said the hunter, and since we are human, we help each other. We don't like to hear anybody say thanks for that. What I get today, you may get tomorrow. Up here, we say that by gifts, one makes slaves, and by whips, one makes dogs. And Graeber goes on to explain that, you know, rather than seeing himself as human because he could make economic calculations— As other philosophers had argued, the hunter insisted that being truly human meant refusing to make such calculations, refusing to measure or remember who had given what to whom for the precise reason that doing so would inevitably create a world where we began comparing power with power, measuring, calculating, and reducing each other to slaves or dogs through debt. And and he clarifies, is like, look, it's not like those native people didn't have the propensity to make those sort of economic 
calculations. They did. We all do. But it's up to each of us or all of us collectively to decide on which basis should we build humanity? You know, on what basis should we build our civilization? Which propensity of humanity should become dominant? And in in that comparison, we have definitely chosen the option of not expecting everyone to do what is right for the collective. We have decided that doing what's right for the collective is something odd or strange or to be appreciated because it's optional as opposed to what the Inuit, you know, was, was basically showing is that, no, 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 it's not, it's not optional to do what's right. It is right to do what's right. And to thank me for it sort of gives the impression like I may have chosen to do something else. So in, in showing appreciation, you actually reveal this other way of seeing the world in which to do right is not the norm. And that is definitely the hyper-individualistic framework of humanity that came to dominate the world. It's so hard to imagine that culture. It sounds nice. It's just hard to imagine. I think it, I mean, I was just sitting here thinking about my wife's family and they live kind of in the rural area and there's several different members of the family that live really close to each other and they do for each other all the time without thank yous or expectations of being owed anything. And it works in a smaller group. It's harder to spread out. Mm-hmm. When we got married, we went, we got married in a different place near a beach and everybody that came, come down, we all went to dinner afterwards. And I thought being nice, I'd buy everybody dinner. That almost caused a fist fight because <laughs> of like, there's no way you're going to buy us dinner. Like, that's not what, like, you, you know, you, you don't owe us that. And I, I didn't really think of it in this context until huh. this moment. It's like, oh yeah, like I'm, I'm, I was doing the, the weird, you know, trader thing as opposed to the hunter thing. Like, you know, we're yeah. just all, I, I'm trying to buy a gift for you to show something. And, and that's not the way they operate at all. And hmm. it, so, I mean, in, in small, smaller groups, I think it automatically kind of works that way, especially mm-hmm. like with poor families or what, like you just do for each other. And that's just the way it is. It, it, it's, it's hard to, I think, think of that as just like the norm or the way that strangers would operate with each other, but it's not that far off from being just like human nature and possible. It's just like this capitalist structure on top of that. It just makes it so hard to think that that could be possible. But you kind of touched on it where when you said someone who may be more in a economic situation that it's a need, it is a survival technique. I know families, again, that all have moved in together because someone has faced financial hardship and the expectation is not, okay, well, now you split the bills 50-50 
it's like, okay, well, let's pull our money, figure out what needs to go where, um, and do that more collectively. I'm thinking of one family in particular that I know it's never a, well, you gave me $10, so you owe that back to me. It is always, oh, I got paid. So naturally, my money can be used for whatever the need is. And then when you get paid, you can then help with a different need. But it's never, it has to equal out. It has to, (laughs) um, you know, be the same exact thing. It's not par for par. It's literally just, we have these needs. How can we make that work? So it's always operated out of survival. It's more, how can you do that so that it's just more commonplace? So, So, of course, it's making me think, you know, in a, in a broader way about taxes in society, right? Because when you just said like pooling your resources to be able to, to make things work for everyone, like that's what this is, right? That's what our tax taxes are all, or are supposed to be all about. And, um, and yet we have like such resistance to that <laughs> because of a branch of culture that believes in harsh individualism, but taxes what, are theft. That's right. Exactly. And so it's making me think of though, is like, it's like the whole conversation around student debt, which you guys just did a show on um, student debt forgiveness and how angry that makes some people. The idea that somebody might be getting something and even though it actually will benefit all of us (laughs) in the long run, I don't like that, you know, and this is what's so broken about us. And I, I do desperately want the idea because the same people who would say these things would help their neighbor would mow their lawn for them would bring over food if they were in a crisis or whatever like those people would do good things for people without expectation but there is some break (laughs) where they can't seem to expand that outwards and especially with people they don't know you know others But I would just say the caveat with that being now, I know there's a narrative that has kind of skewed this perception, but I think it's also easier to make a case for taxes when the people who will benefit from it are the ones like paying into it. Whereas who are the most like tax avoidant, obviously the people who can afford the lawyers and the Mm -hmm. financial advisors, but the people who don't have a need for any social systems Mm -hmm. right now. Yeah. nobody's, you know, not susceptible to a financial collapse, but still, I think collectively we know like s- social services would be easier to sell if you didn't have obviously the other narrative running through our society. Mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead, Dion. We, we talked about like the, the, the Christian version of this, the American Christian version of this many times, like, you know, just in Jesus forgiving kind of his whole thing Mm -hmm. like but (laughs) the people that most claim to follow like i I saw this video the good liars we everybody know who the good liars are a couple guys who oh lie lie their way into like conservative like functions they've been doing interviews with trump supporters and they asked about the debt forgiveness the student loan debt forgiveness to a guy and he's like oh no it's awful you shouldn't do that and then he's the good liar interviewer said when, what would Jesus think about it? And he's like, well, Jesus wouldn't forgive the, like, yeah, Jesus wouldn't forgive the loans, right? <laughs> and, and then the, the guy just, you could see the wheels turning, like, how do I, like, make this make sense? And, you, you know, obviously you can't, but, like, it's just, 
it's I, it's just so hardwired into people that like this this debt forgiveness is a bad thing or doing something for some other person that doesn't directly benefit me is a bad thing when that really does like it it's against human nature mm-hmm. like we we've created a system that is against human nature yeah. i think i think my contribution to this conversation is mostly the final comments from the uh from the student debt forgiveness episode in in, in which i and i won't repeat myself too much but you know money breaks people's brains that's what it is is money short circuits people's ability to think morally because they mistake money and financial obligations for morality itself and they don't realize that there are different forms of obligation you know the obligation that you have to your family or your friends that would cause you to uh, you know very selflessly help them out without expecting anything in return but you know that may create a relationship of ongoing sort of reciprocal help people think of financial loans in the same way they think that basically the same morality applies there and if it's and you know and then of course law comes in right if if something is legal it is thought by many then to do it, it it's almost impossible for it to be immoral because it it's legal and you did it and no one said you couldn't so how could that possibly be bad you know it, it's it's not illegal to create the you know, the incredibly expensive education system we have, or to create a financial loan system to service that and make, uh, you know, banks and incredibly wealthy universities even more wealthy, and then lie to young people telling them that getting an education is the most important thing in the world, it doesn't matter how much it costs. And then they all sign up for loans based on that lie. and, And everyone thinks, well, if everything was legal leading up to that and you signed agreeing to that obligation, then it is your moral duty to pay it back. It doesn't matter how we got to this point. Yeah. The predatory it's, it's this, nature doesn't doesn't factor in. Yeah. The, the predatory nature doesn't doesn't factor into it. And it like this plays exactly into the pattern that repeats itself over and over again that an unbalanced, unfair system is created. Someone is dominant. Someone has more power and they get to write the rules. And so then the rules are written and they say, okay, now now it's all fair. Everyone has to obey by the same rules and we'll just see what happens. And, you know, nothing that happens within the rules that we wrote can be wrong or immoral or questioned. And that short circuits people's ability to think beyond the structure that they are presented with. They're presented with a structure and told to think within it. And what we are so often doing is telling people that they need to think outside of the structure and realize that the structure was built to be unfair. And that's why 
for instance, a debt obligation signed onto within that system can be negated and have that still be just and moral. We're not having a, a debate within your structure of morality. And because if we were, those all those people would have a point. What you're saying kind of reminds me of this video I stumbled upon. That's it, it for today's free sample. Illinois Paying members are who make this entire show possible. Really and so these bonus episodes are really just a fun way to say thanks to them for their support. In addition to these full bonus episodes, members also get bonus clips in every single regular episode, as well as perks in our Discord community. The Discord community is free for anyone to join, but there's a members-only area where recommendations of all kinds are shared, both from listeners and producers of the show. So if you'd like to be our newest member, you can sign up at bestofleft.com slash support directly from our Patreon page or from right inside the Apple Podcasts app. And if you can't afford a membership, I offer free financial hardship memberships. Just drop me an email to j at bestofleft.com and we will get you all set up no questions asked. Or again, to sign up, visit bestofleft.com slash support. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.